Welcome to the Tech Talks Podcast, helping you turn adversity into victory. Whether you're an entrepreneur, corporate professional, or stay-at-home parent, the Tech Talks Podcast provides relevant advice and inspiration as you navigate your career, calling, and daily life. Let's get started with your host, Matt Tech. When I commit to something, I see it through. So when I started this podcast, my vision was to explore the various pain that we go through as human beings and then equip us with the tools to overcome those different times to emerge better on the other side. Victory lives here is a phrase that we use, and it's a phrase that declares a few important things to ourselves and to others. That the source of our victory does not rely on outside circumstances. That we have given victory residence within us instead of victim. That we are to serve as a beacon to others fighting battles. I've been through a lot in my life. You can hear most of it in the two-minute trailer episode. But let me be frank. I'm a young white guy living in southern Illinois from the northern Chicago suburbs. So what I've never been through is racial injustice. I had another episode planned for today. A happy, go get em cheerful episode like is our norm here. But could I really ignore what our country is currently experiencing together? No. I think that would be a disservice to you, the listener, and to George Floyd himself. I never met the man and I never felt the touch of his influence, but he showed me something. He showed me that as a white Christian man with close friends whom are black, my silence is an insult. Even indecision is still a decision. Look, we all know the problem. But what I felt called by God to do is give you the tools you need to help in some way. So that's what I'm going to do. As a white Christian man in the Midwest with little exposure to racial injustice, what can I do to help? Number one, pray. At the moment of this recording, it's the morning after I attended a peace rally in Ferguson, Missouri. Ferguson, the little town thrust upon the national stage in 2014 after Michael Brown was killed by Ferguson police. Now, the facts and the media sensationalism around that specific case are not what's important today. The emotions it left behind and the low embers of pain recently given new oxygen after the senseless death of George Floyd, that's what's important today. Now, I live just across the river from Ferguson, and I ran a business that fell victim to the violence that erupted in 2014. I felt like I needed to get up off my rear end and do something. So I attended a prayer rally where we served as a wall of faith between the police and the violence. It was scary, but necessary. Both sides need prayer. We recognize the injustice, but also that violence is not the way forward. Number two, listen. Right now, our black brothers and sisters have a story to tell. They've lived it. I haven't. Listen to the anger, the tears, the insecurity. Just listen. At this rally, a man walked up to us, a very angry, older black man. He picked up the megaphone and he began to speak. Now, the pastor organizing the event gave his team the signal to let the man be heard. This man began sharing his anger. His young daughter was molested and he served 30 years in prison for killing the offender. After he got out, his son was killed by the police in 2013. He told us that he was fully prepared to die tonight to send a message. The pastor let this man be heard and it was important that we heard him. And as a group, we told him, We hear you. You see, when we listen to understand, we end up gaining understanding. Don't insert your own bias into the equation. Just listen. Number three, admit. 
As a young white man, I had to admit that I do not and cannot fully understand the pain and anger without, number two, listening. I have no reference. Race wasn't something we talked about in my home. I was raised to treat everyone the same, but I was also raised around primarily white people. We were a Navy family. We moved all over, even spending close to four years in Spain on a naval base, which is practically America. My high school was a multicultural mix of Latinos from Beach Park, black kids from Zion, Illinois, and what we used to call the, quote, preppy kids from Winthrop Harbor. I was enrolled in a technology academy program in high school, and most of my class was white. I didn't really even begin to understand the issue until college. I think it's important to admit that I have no clue. You see, it opens me up to fill that space with understanding. The Bible says, in all you gain, gain understanding. Number four, do something. Thoughts and prayers are not enough. Social media posts are not enough. We have to do something. Look, I'm not sure what your comfort level is. I went to Ferguson to confront violence with faith and redirect anger into positive change. I invited some people. They didn't feel comfortable, and that's okay. Different people are called to different things. But let me give you some ideas of varying commitment levels to get you started. Text the word FLOYD to 55156 to sign the petition with color of change to demand the Hennepin County DA charge the officers with murder. We all saw the video. There's no dispute. Read Dr. Martin Luther King's autobiography. It's an amazing perspective through the eyes of the man himself. Support black businesses in your area. Follow Anthony O'Neill on social media, an influential black man and leading authority on finance. Seek out a diverse group of friends for your kids and yourself. And if you have close friends of color, tell them that you love them and that you're eager to help. When people say that Black Lives Matter is a violent group, explain to them that there are fringe groups that are being misrepresented as Black Lives Matter. This is just a start, but in the show notes is a link with 75 things white people can do for racial justice. And then here's a bonus tip. Don't be a jerk. If you don't have anything constructive to say or something that contributes to unity, especially on social media, don't say it, don't post it, don't share it. Even if you think it's a joke, what may be funny to you could be potentially offensive to another. Now, I fully believe that we are responsible for our own level of offense, but with emotions fresh and elevated, don't fan the flames. You're making it harder on those folks. As a Christian, here's some scriptures to stand on. It's a Christian's duty to stand up for injustice. Isaiah 117 says, learn to do good, seek justice. Help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, and fight for the rights of widows. Micah 6 8 says, To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And then let this last verse be a guiding principle for you as you try to navigate what you should be doing during this time. Romans 12 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. This episode of Tech Talks has ended, but be sure to subscribe for upcoming inspiration. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you transformative content. See you next time.